That is okay. And if you mess up and call me Rachel, you're fine. <laughs> sure, sure. So, um, I'm a podcaster and I'm a full-time worker in the hospital, um, have five kids, two sets of twins and have a terrific co-host on my podcast and hopefully future fiance, if he can take all five of the kids, we've been together for about eight years. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much so i started the podcast about a year and a couple months ago because i wanted to get the education out there um bringing holistic medicine and um modern day health um medicine going to your doctor and all that and bring them together um i felt they were so far apart apart that nobody knew where to turn to and were afraid to talk to their own doctors about going holistic me myself um i have left a couple primaries because they weren't interested in the holistic so when i would find my new primary doctor i i would tell start the conversation there are you into holistic medicine because that is my first choice um because i work in the hospital of course i love love that realm but i think there's no harm in putting both of them together um i yeah yeah it's it's so um the essential oils and the herbs and the vitamins and how you eat and how you take care of yourself every day has everything to do with holistic medicine. So um, with that, um, me and Chris started our podcast because I ended up getting neuropathy from having a varicose vein surgery go wrong. And it had went so wrong that I was unable to use my right leg. But because I have five kids, two sets of twins, 18 months apart, there was no way that I could go on disability. <laughs> Yep. And I didn't want to go on disability because, you know, for those that absolutely need to claim it, go right for it. But for those that have the ability to go up over themselves and truly find what they need, that is the most important thing to do for yourself. Um, so, um, Going forward, we decided to do the podcast because we are such busy people that we couldn't do a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, in the YouTube channel, we have done some episodes where we have actually paired um, our, it's kind of like a continuance um, onto our YouTube channel. So, um, 
Yeah. So I will start off with the interview with somebody. For instance, we did my dad on Civil War and the medical advancements because of it. I started off in a conversation with him and we ended up on the podcast with Chris finishing up that conversation. He really, really is. Yeah. Um, he, I, you know what, before this all started, I was like, you need to pair with my dad. Yes, he very much is. He's into World War One, World War Two, And yeah, he's actually interviewed a lot of people from from the wars that are still alive. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll connect you. Um, so, um, with having that interview, it put my dad in a different light. I had put him as a historian. And because of that, he was able to take the podcast and he was able to take the YouTube channel and push it forward in his efforts of trying to educate other people on that. And he has used the footage as, you know, this is me. This is, me. This is how I can teach you. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest things that I learned from my father on that was um, that most of our modern health today, doctors, nurses, and stuff like that, was actually started in the South in the Civil War. And the reason why it started in the South is because everybody was running up to the North and fighting. So they needed to they needed to keep the soldiers alive. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that I learned from that was, and when you had this with my dad, he, he would give it such more justice. But one of the things that I really learned from that is common things that we take for granted in the surgery room being sterilized was not, none ex no way. It was not existent. And the nurses that we have today, men and women, um, the beautiful thing is, is that back then they had the drunkens and mm, the drunkards and the, you know, not all their people being, be, being the ones that were taking care of the wounded in the beginning. And they ended up finding out let's bring in the women and have them be nurses because, it, it, and that's how the whole nursing program actually started. <laughs> um, but um, another episode that we've done and pairing both of them, which will be out in the future is an energy healer. She has different um, realms of energy healing that she does. I talked to her and then we talked to her great conversation. I'm looking forward to that around August. Um, and one of our first ones was a CBD farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. in a region. Yep. And what's sad is that she's closing her place 
because of all the new regulations that are coming and the new leasings and all that are so expensive. But one of the greatest things that I found out was, you know, CBD can look at, look, be looked in two different ways. For my cousin, marijuana was a gateway to the other drugs for him. But for other people, um, I had just had a brain tumor radiation at me and had my teeth pulled, all of them for dentures, at the same time. <laughs> At the same time, right around the same time, within weeks. And I use that CBD not as a gateway, but to actually get over that pain that I was so intense. And just get over that energy that I was feeling from all those surgeries that I was having. And, yeah. So... It, it's been great to have um, that CBD from, a, you know, a known source that is going to do it exactly right, exactly perfect. Because with our essential oils and our CBDs, they're often laced with things. And the FDA says that we don't need to say what's in it. No, she won't be, but I do have another perfect person that you could talk to. Um, he actually uses CBD to help himself avoid getting blind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sounds great. So for um for her it's been a sad story. I'm hoping to get in the tail end uh interview with her why she had to close her business and put that on there. Um, because these regulations from these big businesses are seeing like Walmart now, Amazon and stuff like that are seeing this as a money thing instead of a truly healing thing. And, um, just to give you guys an example, frankincense in Walmart is $5. That is not how it's sourced. They are not giving their farmers justice. They are not giving you justice because only 5% of that bottle has to be real. They don't have to tell you what the other 95% of that is. And um, I really hope in my future that I see that holistic can get paid for because people aren't putting these holistic prices because they can get those prices. They're putting these prices at that price because, you know, insurance isn't covering them. You know, absolutely. So I would really love to see in my, my lifetime that they have started allowing holistic 
seeing it as a true healing and pair it with modern health as much as I'm trying to do on the podcast right now. Okay. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, um, going into the mom side of this, a lot of people have said, how did you raise two sets of twins 18 months apart? And all I can say is the same thing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all I can say is the same way I've taken care of my bipolar. Sometimes it's minute by minute, hour by hour. Sometimes you got to jump back to second by second and day by day because everything changes when you're raising kids. <laughs> but, but the hardest lesson I ever had to teach my kids is when George Floyd was taken and they were finally at an age that they understood what that was. Because my children and I are biracial, it, it hit them to the core. And my, yeah, um, in my first marriage, um, he would not allow our children to be educated in black history and i told him that i won't push it on the kids um every february i would make them write a report when they were younger and it wouldn't be on somebody that they learned in school <laughs> but i feel bad for the teachers these days because so many things are blocked. You want to get the truth out there as a teacher and you're not allowed to put that in your curriculum. And so I would tell the children that every February they had to write me a report. And yeah, um, and yes, yeah. Um, and where I do find white and many beautiful white people, there's a lot of things that are restricted in knowing what our black and brown people have been through, what accomplishments they've made and everything that ha they've had to go through to get where, where just my children are today.
Exactly. Now for, thank you. For my children and dealing with my ex-husband who was not helpful and we went in and out of relationships very often. Um, yeah. Um, I think in mental health, my oldest had the most problems with that because he's five years younger than my middle children and he's eight years older than my other ones. So um, for a child, they start getting their permanent memories. Usually it's a tra traumatic one that they have um, as their memories. So a lot of memories for my little ones are much different than my older one. And um, so since he was restricting how I was educating the children, I personally would sit down and watch movies, shows, what I could. And back then it was very scarce. Um, the beautiful community of black rights, black, you know, um, have made so many more, um, documentations, movies and everything else just recently that are just so educational that I encourage any parent to sit down with their child and watch it. But mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so for myself, I would watch those things that I could sat down with what kids were interested in it instead of sitting down with all five of my children. So I didn't get in a fight with my ex-husband and, um, the two that were most educated with it when George Floyd was murdered were not as taken back in a shock because they knew this had happened in history. For the three that never were, I had to re-educate them and hold them in the most positive light because they were terrified. We were going through a pandemic that they couldn't even go to school because of the pandemic. And now they just dealt with somebody very close in their community that had just gotten murdered. Even though they personally didn't know him, they knew that they were the same color as him. Yeah. So what I encourage all parents to do is know the truth. Know the truth of the good white people. Know the truth of the bad white people. Know the truth of the black and brown people. And change the society. Because it's not our government officials that are going to change it in a most positive way for us. It's us ourselves and our voice that are going to be doing that. Yes, please not that. 
because there are good and bad in people, but most of it is not being educated to what the truth really was. I mean, how many people in your community that you know, that you talk to every single day, stir the pot? Yeah. And yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, you're fine. Um, just to add to that, the protests that happened in Minneapolis, the um, working in the hospital, the most common question that I would get is, why would they burn their own community? And the truth is, why would they burn their own community? They weren't the ones burning it. So, no, absolutely not. Um, it's important to know that when you are on the wrong side of history. Um, my father, who I was, spoke to earlier in this conversation, used to be a racist. And his mom was even more. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I started dating outside my race, my father was furious. My grandma wished that they would go back on the boat that they were dragged from. That's not what she said. <laughs> but... I think the most beautiful thing that happened in my family was my children, when my grandma, who was more racist than my father, my father's mother, had passed away. A couple years later, my children are like, do you miss her? And I'm like, do you? And they're like, we miss her so much. And I'm like, I wish I had those memories with her. I am so blessed that you got to have those memories. And my daughter, who just changed her name from Zoe 
changed it to my grandmother's name, Elizabeth. So my grandma for, she was not about 99 when she passed away. My grandma until the age of about, I want to say in her eighties was very racist. Yeah. She was in her eighties when she started getting the relationship. Yeah. But I think the fastest way to change that for ourselves is absolutely be educated, be open to those relationships. And how many of our children are we teaching them the wrong thing? So then our children are being wrongly educated and then they have to mm, become an adult in this world that they truly don't know, self-educate and move forward in relationships that way. Um, tomorrow we release an episode with unlearned 16, a known TikToker on mindfulness. She lives in Canada. She talks about Canadian and United States wrongfulness in history because she's an educator, but also what's going on currently. And. Yeah. Um, and she's going to be on our podcast tomorrow. Yeah, she's going to be on our podcast tomorrow. And it was such a beautiful conversation. But what she said most that stuck with me is a lot of people remember that good time. For instance, remember when you asked your mother or father, father for that quarter for that gumball? Put the quarter in there, watched it spin down, started eating it. You were like, oh, this is the best thing in the world. Go try it now. After five seconds, you take it out. You're eating cement. Those gumballs are not good. <laughs> so... Just know what your truth is. And if you're on the wrong side of history, go get educated. That's the most that I can actually say. <laughs> um, I know in future episodes, we are talking to a doctor that I actually work with day to day. And it's going to be how to be your best advocate. Um, I am so happy that we got this episode in. And what it's really about is, you know, one thing that we absolutely see more of in the hospital is code 21. 
Now, code 21 is when somebody is being irrational in thinking, and it could be because of dementia, it could be because of mental health, but a lot of people that we're getting right now are just so confused and are tired of the wait times in the hospital, are tired in the wait times in getting to your own doctor. Yeah. And one thing that ha has happened on our devices is that we can find out our diagnosis before our doctor can even get to us. And one episode that I had in the past was with a doctor about how to stop Google searches. Because Google, you have to find the right source of education when you're looking up what you're dealing with. Because that false, falsified information can put you in a, such a fear state. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the Google searches as long as you know where the truth is that you're looking for. And... <laughs> yeah, um... Dealing with a pandemic was a lot. I ended up getting PTSD and thank God for the podcast. I had so many energy workers that helped me just float right through that. Yeah. 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 Um, I have time. My children, like I told you earlier, if they're not old enough to take care of themselves, then I feel sorry. <laughs> I think the most beautiful thing that has happened for my co-host, though, um, is that he has brought diversity to our podcast. And for himself, he used to be very old school thinking of how you raised your kids, what you thought about the LGBTQ community and stuff like that. And having those um, diversity opened up because Dante Wright getting killed and him just sending a shout out to that has opened us up to having those conversations um, about the LGBTQ community. And for him, he was very old school thinking before, and the kids were getting very upset with him, rightfully so. But I told them before we started the podcast, I'm sorry that he thinks that way. Look at me and my father. He didn't get past his thinking until I was an adult. But this is mm, the podcast has forward, mm, forward pushed him into being educated on what, what the truth is. And one of our friends was hurting deeply because her 
uh, brother wasn't at her daughter's wedding because he just came out as transgender. And she was in confusion and un, 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 uneducated. And because we had that conversation with Ellie Krug on, um, and she's on AM 950. And we had that conversation with Ellie because Ellie is a transgender. Chris was in turn able to go talk to his friend and say, you need to understand your brother. He held on to this for so long that he couldn't hold on to it anymore and had to realize his truth. The thing is, is that the transgender community isn't trying to falsify who they are. They're trying to find who they are. And, and to hold truth in that. Now, my youngest daughter is 16 and a relationship at the same time with a woman and a mm, guy her age. And I, 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 I have to get involved with that because there's emotions involved. Not because if she chooses that in her future as an adult, I won't get behind her and still love her. But because teenagehood is such a crazy, confusing time that I have to get involved with her thinking that having two relationships at the same time is an okay thing because she's just trying to sort out her... her emotions and everything else right now not because if that's what she chooses and then you know, as an adult hey <laughs> whatever but th then there's a difference in that 10 years there's a difference between um Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't do it right now because your emotions are crazy. Absolutely. I think it's wrong for any parent to pass judgment on any way their child is supposed to be. But I, and I have to say, guide your child into their true self. If they're transgender, let them be. Let them have that conversation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah and just to exactly and that's a 
statement to the parents, but for the people that are not understanding why somebody would choose to be a transgender, bisexual, or anything else in the LGBTQ realm, be educated. Shame on you for trying to beat somebody out because they're being their true selves. Why don't you turn around and be your true self? <laughs> Right. I'm glad you brought it back there because just recently I found out I'm going to have to have leg surgery again. This year has been a very, very interesting year health-wise for me. But like I said at the beginning of this, I had neuropathy went, that went wrong because of varicose vein surgery. I had to have the surgery again, but when I went in there to get the tests and stuff like that, and they set me up with the doctor, which at the original intake, when I was setting up with the doctor, I said I needed a different surgeon because this is the one that I emotionally connect to with having my neuropathy. And they said, fine, when I get in the office, they booked me with him. I'm like, I'm sorry, but th this is truly how to be your best advocate without losing your, okay. I said, I'm sorry, but I cannot see him because of what happened to me. I need you to book me with a different surgeon. And I left that day just as calmly as I am right now. I didn't lose my stuff. I kept a sane head. I walked out just as, you know, as they booked me with a new surgeon. And I, I don't hold him in account because of everything went wrong, wrong. But because I'm emotionally tied, I couldn't have that conversation with him. It would bring up too much fear. And the thing is, is that when you're trying to truly heal yourself, Fear is not a place that you want to start. Thank you. I appreciate it, though. Um, just, and I am going to come to a close, but um, when, yeah, totally. I would love to come back. Um, when I found out that I had bipolar, it's another way that I jumped into holistic medicine. Um that is one thing that Chris has given me. Look at what you're doing with what your body is taking medically. And is there a healthier way? Because when I first found out that I had bipolar, I was separated with from my kids because my mom and dad were a blessing. Um, 
and they took care of my kids while I took care of myself for six months. Now, not everybody can do that, <laughs> but I was in a halfway home for mental health and I needed that time for myself. And the biggest reason why I felt I needed it was because a friend of mine killed himself when I was 16 and he was 15. He told nobody, none of the signs were there, and I attribute to his mother that went in and out of the hospital because of her own mental health. And my children are at a very young age. The babies were just born. Um, the girls were just about to turn two, and I said, I'm not, not going to put them in mm, through that. It can emotionally mess up a child knowing that they're losing their parent because of mental health. I learned all the tools that I needed to. And then when I met Chris, I knew I wasn't on the right medication. So I got on something holistic and it's totally taking care of any emotion there. So now I know that when my mental health is down, I look at what's causing that instead of just saying, well, this is me. Yep. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're fine. I got to go find out what they're doing. Pray that they didn't burn down the house. <laughs> oh. 
Absolutely. I would love to come back. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys. See you guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Bye.